Welcome to WFEV's What's What. It's Wednesday, May 24th. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. And includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm Megan Oftermath. And I'm Caroline Ely. And here's what's happening near you. New York City Mayor Eric Adams is asking the city court to amend the right to shelter policy. The long-standing mandate requires the city to provide temporary housing to any person who asks for shelter. But Adams says that the city lacks the resources and capacity to provide care for every homeless person, given the number of asylum seekers it's received in the past year. As of this week, city officials say that over 70,000 migrants have arrived in New York City. Adams' request comes roughly two weeks after he issued an executive order to loosen the current right to shelter law. For the first time, New Yorkers will be able to both register to vote and cast their ballots on the same day in the upcoming primary election in June. That's right, Megan. June 17th has been dubbed Golden Day. It's the last day to register to vote and the first day of early voting. It's the direct result of legislation passed last year that moved the registration deadline from 25 days before the election to 10 days before the election. While it's designed to get more people to the polls, voting advocates and New York legislators worry that the protocols for Golden Day are still pretty murky. New Yorkers will be voting for local officials like city council representatives in this upcoming primary. For more information on voting, registration, and what's on the ballot, visit nycvotes.org. This week, the New York City Landmarks Preservation Committee voted to designate a building in Chelsea as an individual landmark. The three-story building functioned as a Black-only segregated school in the 19th century, until the public school system closed segregated schools in 1894. $6 million is also being allocated to rehabilitate the structure. The new landmark is the only surviving building in Manhattan that serves as a tangible reminder of the racial segregation that existed in the New York City school system. While many car manufacturers have moved towards eliminating AM radio from their newer models, Ford Motor Company announced this week that it's keeping AM radio available in its vehicles. Ford CEO Jim Farley tweeted that he met with policymakers and Ford officials to discuss keeping AM radio available as part of the emergency alert system. The company decided that AM radio will be included in all 2024 Ford and Lincoln vehicles. He said Ford will also provide software updates to people who own electric vehicles without AM broadcast capabilities. Caroline, I guess today is all about landmarks because it's actually the 140th birthday of the Brooklyn Bridge. It opened on May 24th in 1883. Yeah, and I don't know if you know this, Megan, But when it was built, it actually was the longest suspension bridge in the world. It's pretty cool. I love the Brooklyn Bridge, some of the best views in New York City. And pivoting to music, Lenny Kravitz, Billie Eilish, and her are teaming up with advocacy nonprofit Global Citizen. They're going to be doing a free concert in front of the Eiffel Tower. It's designed to convince world leaders to take further action against climate change. Power Planet, live in Paris, is set for June 22nd. It's on the same day as the summit for a new global financial pact, where world leaders will gather to help developing nations with financing of sustainability initiatives. And here's some music history for you. On this day in 1978, Van Halen's debut album went gold. It's regarded as one of the best rock albums of all time, with hits like Atomic Punk and Feel Your Love Tonight. 
The rise of New York Congressman George Santos has prompted many questions about voting and misinformation, and it is top of mind right now, given the fact that he recently announced that he was running for re-election and he was hit with a 13-count indictment. That's right. And Jay Doherty from WFUV spoke with New York legal experts to learn more about the ethics of elections. George Santos was elected to represent New York's 3rd Congressional District in 2020. During his campaign, he claimed to graduate with honors from Baruch College, he claimed to have doubled revenue on an investment project he worked on at Goldman Sachs, and his resume stated he worked as a firefighter, EMT, and as a member of the U.S. Army Special Forces. But after investigative reports found inconsistencies in what he had shared during the campaign trail, Joseph Cairo, who is chairman of the Nassau County Republican Party, called on Santos to resign. George Santos's campaign last year was a campaign of deceit, lies, and fabrication. Today, on behalf of the Nassau County Republican Committee, I am calling for his immediate resignation. Eventually, Santos himself admitted to lying about both his work and personal history. The tales he told on the campaign trail have fizzled out of national headlines, but Santos's local constituents remain concerned about the pattern of dishonesty that led him to his current position. I chat with people at the bar when I'm just socializing about Santos, and overall, everyone knows about him. It is kind of insane. Like, the polls are right. About 80% of people know who he is. They're mad at him, and they want him gone. That's Casey Sabella. She works with Courage for America, a left-leaning nonprofit organization that partnered with some New Yorkers to protest. The story is further complicated by a recent federal indictment against Santos, which charged him with 13 counts of financial crimes. And just weeks before this news, the congressman announced his run for re-election. The chaos caused by the aftermath of Santos's lies has left a resounding question on the minds of New Yorkers. How is it that someone like Santos can even be elected to the U.S. House of Representatives in the first place? Dr. Charles Tien is a professor of political science and ethics at Hunter College. He notes that Santos's position as a newcomer to Congress made spreading lies even easier. The Constitution says that Congress can discipline its members. It doesn't say, right, Congress can discipline people running for Congress. Right. So now that Santos is a seated member of Congress, Congress can take action, right? There's an ethics investigation, apparently, and you know Congress can then, based on a recommendation from the Ethics Committee, can sanction or expel Santos, depending on the severity of what the, its, its findings about Santos's behavior. But even investigations can quickly become political. Lawyer Jerry Goldfeder is an election law professor at Fordham University, and he says that even if House Republicans find sufficient evidence to expel Santos, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy might prevent them from doing so because his party is desperate to keep their majority in the House. It doesn't look like the House of Representatives is going to expel him because there's such a narrow margin that the Republicans have that they need his vote. Under other circumstances, they might have felt sufficiently embarrassed to try to get rid of him. Uh, but that hasn't occurred because of McCarthy's very close uh, margin. Beyond keeping up with the headlines and actively participating in elections, what can constituents actually do to minimize political lies? Professor Goldfeder says that the only serious legal avenue to go down during elections is in the case of slander. And even then, a legal victory is hard to come by. There are laws relating to uh, uh, slander and libel. If, in fact, a candidate and then a, who becomes a successful uh, office holder 
has slandered or libeled uh, their opponent, that opponent certainly has a remedy by going to court. It's very difficult to win that kind of case. So even while the House ethics investigations continue today, Dr. Tian notes that the true burden is on the people and the media to survey the veracity of claims made by candidates during the campaign trail, especially for first-year representatives. Can Congress prevent members from lying? Of course not. Members lie uh, to get elected, and it's really up to right the constituents, the people. It's up to us. And it's up to the media, so the media plays uh, an important part here. I'm Jay Doherty, WFUV News. That was WFUV's Jay Doherty reporting on how the rise of New York Representative George Santos connects more broadly to the ethics of elections in the United States. And that's our show for today. I'm Caroline Ely. And I'm Megan Oftermat. Check back with us tomorrow at 3 o'clock for more news, music, and culture. And tell your friends so they can find WFUV's What's What at WFUVnews.org and wherever you get your podcasts.